Hello, babies. How's it going? The sun is out and oh my God, I can feel it in my bones sinking into my soul. It is amazing how much weather can change your mood. The other day, it was such a lovely, very pleasant 70 degrees. The sky was still kind of like this gunmetal gray, but the breeze was so soothing. I opened the windows in my apartment and I was listening to some 90s bounce and bass music, all the stuff that was popping when I was a teenager and I shouldn't have been shaking my ass the way I was, but it just felt so good and had me shaking my ass again as much as I could now that I am you know, over 40. Um, But I just felt really, really fucking good. I felt really good in my body and in my spirit. It was amazing. My cat was also enjoying the open windows too, you know, smelling all the new smells and all the interesting funks out there until that gunmetal sky opened up and the rain started falling like uh, bullets. (laughs) Okay, but I knew the rain was coming, so I stayed inside. But for like a good hour, I kept thinking, I should go for a walk. I should pick up one of my cameras, maybe more than one, and go for a walk. I really, really need some fresh air in my life, and I need some activity and movement. I just need to move my body in a particular way. Plus, I have really been itching to put my cameras to work again. I talked myself out of it, but I really wish that I had gone while the sky was still like holding itself together. Um, but maybe now that spring is fully on its way, I hope, knock on wood, I can actually motivate myself to go for a walk. You know, I am from a place that has a very strong, significant car culture. So if I cannot walk there within 15 minutes, I am over it. I don't want to be bothered. Don't talk to me. If it's a 20 minute walk, I'm going to look at you and be like, "Mm, can we just take a car? Um, it's, It's not happening for me. Plus, I also can't separate walking from the years of street harassment I've been subjected to. When I say years, I mean decades, like before I was even 10 years old. Someone was like talking shit to me as a child. Um, So I just really, you know, it's not only that I have to figure out my physical energy level, right? Like, do I feel like getting up and putting on clothes and going for a walk? But I also have to figure out how safe will I be when I go for this walk? My guest today took up walking more seriously during the last couple of years, and he's even started a newsletter about it. Isaac Fitzgerald is a best-selling author, former morning show and podcast host, frequent Today Show guest, and an all-around good guy. I talk with him today about the meditative powers of going for a walk and how the experience completely changes when you add a friend. Keep listening to see if I can break free of my old anxieties and a little bit of a culture shock by moving my cute little feet around this dirty, dirty city. This week, we are sponsored by the etiquette and culture podcast, Schmanners. Schmanners is hosted by husband and wife team, Travis and Teresa McElroy. Their goal is to make sure you know everything you need to know to feel comfortable and confident out in society. Topics covered so far include writing thank you notes, attending rock concerts, encountering bidets, and cowboy poetry. Hmm, That sounds interesting. They even have an episode on Animal Crossing etiquette, which I did not know existed. 
If you're looking for advice without judgment, this is the show for you. Travis and Teresa believe that etiquette is about being your best self, not about making others feel bad. So listen to Schmanners today at schmanners.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Schmanners, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S.com or in your podcatcher. My name is Isaac Fitzgerald, uh, and I am a writer. Uh, I like to talk about books a lot, both on the internet and every once in a while I do it on the Today Show. Uh, but lately, the thing I consider myself most is I'm a walker. A walker. And that's just someone who walks, yes? <laughs> I like to meander. I like to ramble, to, to steal a line from my buddy Garnett, who's a very good walker and a very good writer. I like to move through the world at a human pace. Oh, that's lovely. That's nice. How did you get started with walking beyond the whole, you know, like, toddler baby to toddler transition um how, how did you what made you start um moving through the world at a human pace you want me to start at the way beginning no for me for me the main thing there was some walking in my younger years in that my father uh we grew up pretty low income uh in boston massachusetts and he would always, whenever he had some time we had this old like beat up toyota truck and he would pile me in it and throw some gear in the back and we would go up to the White Mountains, which are in New Hampshire. And so we would drive up there. And the nice thing about camping and walking and all that is that it basically costs no money. So he would bring me up there and we would go on these long treks and we would camp out in the woods. Uh, and so there was definitely a foundational thing there. We climbed a bunch of the White Mountains together. It's interesting. I It wasn't until recently that I connected that my kind of reconnection with walking was actually based on something in my childhood. At first, I thought I was just like, oh, look, I'm doing it on my own. But then I realized it's like, oh, my father used to take me on these long walks when I was like six or seven. But more recently, what what really happened was during the pandemic, like so many of us, I spent a lot of time inside. Uh, and then one of the earliest things to come out, they're like, look, we don't really know a lot about this. But if you're outside, you're probably okay, right? Mm -hmm. That that was kind of some of that first information that came out. There's a park right by my house and I just like, there's a loop. It's a three and 3.5 miles loop around that park. I went out for it. I woke up one morning, I went out for it. I did that loop. And by the evening I was like, oh, that felt so good. And so I went back out, I did it again. And that's when I started walking. And one could argue that this was maybe, you know, is this a sign of uh, somebody that's totally all there, who knows, totally together, totally with it, who knows. But I started walking 20,000 steps a day, which is about 10 miles a day. What? <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, so you just got out there, were you listening to music, podcasts, what were, like, were you just listening to nature and humanity? Just raw dog and yeah. nature and city yeah. on my ears. Uh, no, a mix, a mix, to be honest. I sometimes love listening to music, of course. Uh, I will take my headphones out. I mean, mainly at the beginning, I really did try to leave like headphones at home and try to listen to either the sounds of the city, birds chirping. It, it takes about three and a half hours all total. Usually I break it up a little bit. But yeah, sometimes it really depends on my mood. I'll wake up. Sometimes you just want to, you know, listen to just like 
loud go like you're walking through the city and you're really amped so i'll like throw headphones on for that but other times i really just like to like take it slowly and take it all in and and the other thing like there's something about catching other people in conversation early on that's i think when i left my headphones home a lot Mm -hmm. was like just over like we'd you know i hadn't had a lot of human contact and so there'd be i'd be out for these walks and you catch these snippets of other people's conversations and it was a way of remembering like oh yeah the world's a big place everybody's got their problems all these other things are happening and so that's another thing that i just like truly enjoy about it is like especially in a place like a park where there are lots of other people either going on runs or riding bikes especially the bicyclists they're, that, they're like shouting their conversations as if nobody else can hear them and you get to hear these little tidbits of their lives and i don't know it's just something i really enjoy um so do you like hearing these conversations just to remind yourself of your own humanity or as a writer are you absorbing these things and just be like huh that's interesting i wonder uh, i'll plug that away for maybe later use at some point no yeah absolutely i i 100 percent take a notebook with me i also I'll, I'll say this i take my phone with me but that was another one of my big rules that i do my darndest to still stick with part of this for me especially in those early days was I was spending so much time just staring at my phone, just looking at all these different things. So part of it was being able to kind of put my phone in my pocket. This actually all did start with my phone. You know, you got the health app on your phone and Mm -hmm. I can't remember when it was, but at some point in 2020, a little message popped up that was like, you're taking less steps this year than last year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Siri, (laughs) no kidding. You don't say. Uh, so I got a little, like, that's another part like where I was like, okay, well, I want to like re-engage with the health aspect of it. So I do take my phone with me because that's how I get my steps counted. Mm-hmm. And I am a little bit of a weird, I'm like, oh, if I cross that 20,000 steps, it really feels good to me. Mm-hmm. So I like getting that in, but I try to stay off my phone as much as possible. Uh, but I do bring a notebook because I will, you're absolutely right. I totally will write things down to me. The other thing that I found about, especially going on long walks, was just how peaceful it was and how it could clear my mind. A lot of the time I've just got, you can describe it in a million different ways, right? A million little voices in my head. Mm-hmm. Another way to say is like, I have an itchy brain. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always, I've got all this stuff always kicking around my head, all these thoughts. When you're going out for a walk, just really putting one foot in front of the other, it really for me at least, tends to empty out a lot of those thoughts. And then I can kind of think about one specific thing. Mm. So usually I'll have something that kicks around in my head for five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe even 20 minutes if I'm lucky. And when that starts to happen, I really do try to take note of it so that I can remember it later when I kind of get back to my place, sit down on my laptop, start trying to think about something if I want to write. Like definitely different things that I've pitched over the past couple of years have definitely come to me during these walks. Mm And then, yeah, I won't lie. Every once in a while, something a little funny will happen. And that usually gets turned into a tweet. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll see, I'll see like a little slice of New York life, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's part of it too, is I, I just love walking because I love New York City so much. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to come back to the New York City of it all in a second. But it sounds kind of like walking is the, is the like the, the colander or like the... Um, flower sifter of your brain. And so like the activity shakes out all the unnecessary things and leaves the good stuff behind in, in your little scoop of a brain. Nicole! Hell yeah! You could have said, <laughs> said that at the beginning. That, that's exactly... It took you about 20 words to describe what it took me about thousand meandering words to say. But yes, exactly that. 
Okay, we're going to come back to the New York thing of it, because I, as a Southerner, I have my own thoughts about walking. Um, (laughs) But also, I want to go back to this moment with your father, uh, because it makes me think of my own, like, daddy issues. Because when my parents split when I was about 12... And my father was out of the house and he lived across town. He lived wherever he lived, but he would walk back to our house to like spy on my mom and do, you know, drunken father things um, in anger and stuff like that. So I have, I wouldn't necessarily say a bad connotation with walking, not just from that. There are other things that make me a little wary about walking, which we'll also discuss I am from a car culture, right? The South is very much car dependent. Um, Our public transportation systems suck. Uh, We like to have cars not only for the practicality of it, but also the showmanship of it, right? Because we like the candy paint and the big tires and the, the sound systems and all that kind of stuff. Having a car is a sign of wealth, basically, and and flashiness and all this kind of stuff. So considering all of that, and then like, there is this man who is, you know, a little out there enough to walk across town to come, like, do some spying, you know, terrible things. Um, For me, growing up, seeing people walking was a signified a lack of something, right? A lack of wealth, a lack of logic in some, you know, places, a lack of a home in other cases, uh, that kind of thing. So when I got a little older and saw that people were walking just for like the hell of it, uh, and, and like separate from fitness, right? Because, you know, my grandmama and the aunties and all this, they would be out on the track, you know, they would go to the high school football fields and you know do their laps around the track to stay active and again it was so so I have walking as a sign of lack somewhere also a sign of maturity and age and like you know being old (laughs) Um, and then I also see walking as a site of street harassment because that is what it was for me as a young girl as a young black girl walking from to and from school sometimes it was just a place where men said terrible things to me, terrible things to my friends if we were together, that kind of thing. So it has been very difficult to accept that some people are just walking because it feels good, <laughs> you know, like mentally, not just physically, but like mentally as well. So I guess I'm trying to see, did you have any, I don't know, hangups or any like bad associations or I want to say bad, but, you know, less than positive associations with walking that you kind of had to overcome to to get to this point where now you are doing 10 miles and 20,000 steps a day. Yeah. Well, listen, one, everything you just talked about, and, and there's so much more there too. And I want to start by saying like, and I'm sorry that your dad did that because that is such a form of harassment and such a form of abuse. And that sucks. Yeah. Thank uh, you. <laughs> and, that, and that's the other, like that. And that is, I mean, and there's a creepiness there too, right? There's also like, that means it's quiet too. Like, you know, so that's, that mm-hmm. sucks. And I'm really sorry. Um, and there is, and the street harassment thing is absolutely like a hundred, a hundred percent 
something that one needs to be aware of, right? When discussing these things, there's also uh, ableism that mm-hmm. comes when like talking about walking as somebody who myself is like such a big fan of walking. So um, there's a wonderful writer and thinker and walker, uh, Garnett Cadigan. He has this incredible essay. I'm pretty sure you can read it on Lit Hub. Uh, it's called Walking While Black. Mm-hmm. And it kind of talks about, you know, how probably I myself, Isaac Fitzgerald, moving through the world, have a very different experience than Garnett moving through the world. And he is, like I said, just such a fantastic writer and such a fantastic thinker and such a fantastic walker. And he makes this kind of very beautiful, elegant case in that essay about moving through the world at a human pace the joys that he takes from walking and also the things that he has to face, which I'm sure, again, same thing, being a woman while walking there is that street harassment aspect of it. I even see, right, when I am out there walking, like you will encounter these moments where you're either witnessing somebody going through something like that, struggling in in any certain kind of way, or you yourself are maybe in a space all of a sudden where you feel unsafe. Garnett and I once went on a very big night walk together and we kind of talked about both the risk involved with that, um, the privilege as two men moving through the world that a- able to do that. So it, it is it is one of those things about walking is that you are exposed, mm-hmm. right? That's what we're talking about here. That's what, um, and that's what a car gives you in a little bit of a way. That is your protective box. It's interesting. I too came from, I grew up in inner city Boston, but then I lived in very rural Massachusetts. Cars also there being a sign of an ability to get around my car was three different colors, so I wouldn't call it a sign of wealth, but the fact that I could like get to the mall or something was a real thing. But you were talking about being in the South I think versus moving to New York where everyone's walking. What I've experienced is having been in New York for as long as I have now, forgetting that the rest of the world is not like that. And so uh. I visited home once recently and I like had to go to a place and I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's such a short walk. It was like two miles. And of course you get halfway and all of a sudden you realize you're like, oh, I am literally walking on a highway. Yes. These places are not made for this. No. And that and that is that is the difficulty of the walk, especially in certain areas. Like it's like there's not a real place unless you're like literally walking on the side of like a small highway, which is neither safe to anyone. So I understand that too, which is like New York is such a wonderful walking city. Mm-hmm. There are places where it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean you know, we kind of joked about the infrastructure and, and how that money has been cut and funneled into other things. But then you also have the way that they have cut roads through neighborhoods and highways through neighborhoods and interstates through these big major communities. And so it's very difficult to get to them if you don't have a car and can maneuver that way. And, you know, trying to make things more bike friendly, it's still very difficult to make things even bike friendly. Especially when there was redlining going on and there were certain communities that they literally built highways around to basically make it purposely hard to get out of them. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. So all of that stuff comes into play and it's just, um, and I know people like, People outside of America, they're like, does racism, is racism a part of everything that you'll do? And it's like, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> right down to city planning. Yes, absolutely. It's really, it's really sad. But all jokes aside, I don't mind walking. Sometimes it is nice to be out. I like being outside. I like being in the sun. I like warm weather. Um, but again, it's just all those different elements. The variables start to weigh me down a little bit. And then I end up stuck. You know, yeah. just kind of like, yeah, absolutely. And it's easy not to do it. 
Yeah. And what's interesting about this, this last stint of walking that I've been doing is it actually did also come from a place of a lack of funds. Mm. Um, basically for, for the best way for me to put it would be, I worked for the internet for a very long time for mm-hmm. various companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and starting at around the age of 25, 26, I was working, 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 working. That was my main focus. That's how I thought I was going to get ahead in the world. You know, it's what I lived and breathed. I considered mm-hmm. my job and myself very much tangled up. Like I, that was my identity yeah. would be a better way to put it. And so I moved to New York city, uh, in December of 2013 and basically realized that I'd spent so much time focused on my job that I knew like the six blocks radius of my apartment. And I knew like the six block radius of where I worked. And I lived in New York at that point up to, I believe like almost eight years. Mm -hmm. And I had not taken the time to actually get to know this city that I pay stupid rent to live in. (laughs) Um, And so, and so I actually stepped, when I stepped away from my last job, I tried to look at my life and I started, and I think not to try and hit everything all at once here, but you're talking about associating it with maybe getting older. I do think there's a part of me, I'm, I'm a year shy of 40 at this point. I think there is this part of me that was a little bit like, hang on, what in life is going to make me happy? Maybe knowing myself a little bit more also needing a few of those health things. I did, you know, Mm -hmm. listen, I don't like a sport that involves (laughs) any kind of anything like even man, even <laughs> soccer, you got to put shin stuff on like, uh, any equipment. No, thanks for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was looking for something to help like running. You still need running shoes. That seems like a scam to me. Uh, <laughs> and so I was looking for that thing that would like get me out of the house, keep me healthy, basically involve not needing to own anything, uh, or have any special equipment basically, you know, as a way to try and explore New York city, mm-hmm. I realized that I had not gotten to know the city at all and kind of all these different thoughts all these different things that i had going on came together and walking became the answer like i was making so much less money than i was used to ever making Mm -hmm. um i've always been a worker i've been working since i was 12 but i was like all right how i was looking at my life i was getting a little older i was like how do i make myself happy and how do i live off of a lower budget Mm -hmm. and for me one of those things was just like you got to find something that doesn't cost money Mm-hmm. And it maybe even takes up a little bit of time. And that's, you know, and I, there's, there's a privilege there. Mm-hmm. I've made a choice not to have children. Um, so I was able to keep my costs down. And I realized that, you know, three and a half hours a day, I could actually dedicate to this thing that I found was bringing me real joy. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it became is kind of this mission to like, uh, of course, I started walking around that park by my house. But then all of a sudden I started trying to explore the neighborhoods. Another little thing that became like a goal of mine was trying to support any kind of basically independent store, restaurant. So like, be it a bodega, be it, you know, somebody told me about this great, listen, I'll be honest. I've walked in Staten Island. That's wild. I can't, that that ferry is free. No, No. I know. I'm telling you, I'll stop talking in a second, but I walked all the way to Staten Island. I didn't walk. There's a boat for the record, but it's free. It's a free boat. And so I, I got all the way over there. So I'll find like restaurants and stuff and I'll just like try to support them with what little money I have. And then just like, keep, keep walking. Wow. Okay. So the New York City of it all got here and people were like, oh, you're not that far from me. You could just walk over. And then I would look up the 
you know, look on the map. And that shit was like a 30 minute car ride, which meant it was an hour walking. I'm like, the fuck? I'm not walking for a fucking hour. What's wrong with you? Not through fucking New York City. No. What in the hell? (laughs) I was just like, what are you talking about? It's not that far. Bitch, do you? Look at me. I am not. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. And people, I am still like amazed that people will be like, oh, it's not that far. And they're talking like an hour walk. I cannot believe that people walk from Flatbush, which is kind of southern Brooklyn, I guess you want to say, you know, deep into Brooklyn, from fucking Flatbush into Manhattan, which is like crossing bridges you know, like over water and like walking by cars. No, <laughs> listen, they have, I, listen. I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to make a little bit of a case here, Nicole. They have beautiful walkways on those bridges. The views are majestic. No. I mean, don't look down because the water is very far away. But uh, no, and then also, okay, I am really. I don't want to say paranoid because I don't want to put that on it. But I do get very anxious, right, when there are a lot of people because I never know when is it going to be that one person who decides to snap and push people off the bridge or some shit. Like, I know that there's, like, fences or gates or something like that, right? But, you know, like... I promise it's it's good fences. No, but that shit has been neglected. Infrastructure, hello. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Also, the guy could have some cutters. He could cut like a perfect Nicole shape and just boom. Listen, I watched so much TV. I have seen the shit where somebody has gone by, sprinkled their little acid on it, and then just like walked, you know, it's so random. We could figure it out. Why would he choose this victim? Because he's a serial killer and he's trying to throw you off the scent. This is all that's in my head, you know, when I'm in these situations like that. And also, you know, because like people are pushing people onto the tracks and stuff, which is not funny at all, but it's just like these are these are fears that are alive in me just like on some real on some real shit and then also again just going back to that street harassment thing where somebody talks to you and you don't want to be bothered I'm like walking by myself to be by myself I don't want to fucking talk to you I don't want you know you approaching me and then you don't know if you say oh no no thank you I'm all right if that person is again gonna snap and just decide to like lift you up and toss you over the fucking bridge or some shit. I don't. I actually don't know how tall. Like the, fin- I'm sure it's. Hey, I'm sure it's very right. safe. But these are things that go through my head, and I. It's just too fucking crowded. Every time someone's like, "Oh, it's so lovely today. We're gonna walk into Manhattan," and then you see their little pictures on Instagram or whatever, and it's like a hundred fucking people all making the same walk. That's not peaceful to me. That is not peaceful to me. So, New York City, how are you finding peace in the middle of? all of these fucking people who are also doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. So I got like 10 things to say on this (laughs) one, just as a personal pitch, just you and me, friend to friend. uh, I can totally understand not wanting to walk over the Manhattan bridge uh, or the, I mean, listen, the Brooklyn bridge, that's the wild one. That's where you're seeing all those crowds. But let's start there. Brooklyn bridge. There's, there's nothing but a painted line that separates the bicyclists from the, the walking folks. The bikes are flying. The tourists are stepping in the bike lane. The bicyclists are yelling at them. It's a wild, it's pandemonium. See, that's too much. That's too much because, you know, I'm one of those people who like, when I'm in a restaurant, I have to have my back 
to the wall so I can see people coming in and out. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of those people who backs into a parking space. Okay, like I need to be ready to go. And there are too many variables when there are people around me and when they're doing a little silly shit, you know, like tourists are just walking into the fucking bike lane and then the bikers are acting wild and shit like that. And then that makes me tense up. And then I'm like, do I need to go in my purse and pull something out? Like, what is what is going on? I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm sorry. I shouldn't no, say so I, I but like that. it just it just fucks with me. So this is gonna be my pitch to you. The Manhattan Bridge, the train's going right by. It's very loud, but it's much less crowded. Still beautiful views. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I'm with Nicole 100, percent but you're looking to to turn it down maybe by half, I would pitch the Manhattan Bridge. It's there. <laughs> the bike lane is on the whole other side of the bridge. Those you're never gonna see those bikes. Don't get me wrong. Every once in a while, maybe somebody comes through because they're a little lost. But uh-huh. overall. The one lane is for for pedestrians, and on the other side of the bridge is the bike lane. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Manhattan Bridge. But if you're like, no, I'm with Nicole. That's too high, anyways. What yeah. about the people that are gonna pour the acid on the fence and push me through? Perfect Nicole size hole. Yes. All right. Let me tell you about a beautiful thing that I discovered just the past couple of years here in New York City. Got a great public transportation. Right. Subway's a little rough. That can get a little. I don't personally really quick. I don't know if this is me in my old age. I don't know if I'm getting more squeamish or a little bit more of a scaredy cat or maybe just like a little bit more of I don't like to be underground and mm-hmm. thinking about how like you're going underwater. But that's been in my head a little bit more than it used to be when I was a young man. Mm-hmm. Listen, not not into to going underground either. There's a ferry system. New York City. And I know. Listen, I can see this is this sounds like a little bit. of I get it. I'm, but hear me out. I'm listening. Boats are great. They're almost never crowded. They have an affordable bar on them. And it costs just as much as a subway ticket. It's not some extra charge. It's like three bucks. You can ride that ferry all day long. It'll bring you to different parts of Manhattan. It'll bring you to Queens. And then if you get down to lower Manhattan, you can take the Staten Island Ferry, which I was mentioning earlier, which that one's free. Okay, so here's another thing. I get seasick. All right, well, shit. So I can be on a ferry. I can be on a boat. I have, you know, done my little vacation, you know, booze cruise, little whatever. It is not very pleasant for me, though. Like, I have to do the whole, like, watch the horizon shit, you know, and and I take my little seasick bands, have my little ginger chews and all that kind of shit. And then I'm just like, okay, that's great. Now I got to go to the bathroom because it's just like <laughs> a lot. Um, But I hear you. Okay, well, hang on. I'll, I'll get to the New Yorkness of okay. it all because I know we got on a little bit of a yeah. tangent there. But the other thing I do want to say real quick is that, that, don't get me wrong, hey, who needs Manhattan? Just between you and me, there's a lot of beautiful places to walk in Brooklyn and you can easily walk into Queens. From there, you can get into other part like, you know, there are still some things without having to get on a boat or on a bridge. But the New Yorkness of it all for me, I feel like I am falling in love with this city. Not to say that the city is not without its dangers. Mm-hmm. That, you know, depending on your level of what you're comfortable with, how you might want to plan for like a big excursion, which areas you're going to want to go to where you're going to feel comfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because you will have sometimes people walking up, talking. I try to deflect that sometimes I will bring headphones and not even be listening to music, you know, that, yeah, you know, yeah. the usual sunglasses, headphones on. But right now I am falling in love with New York City. And it's all because I spent so much time in the subway, mm-hmm. traveling from place to place. It was like, you you know, you pop up from the ground, you get to know maybe those few blocks and you pop back down, right? 
the beauty of walking is you start to connect all these different places. Like I'll be like, Oh, I didn't know Nicole's place was so close to this other friend's place. And all of a sudden, you know what that walk is like in between all of a sudden you're filling in sometimes the way I like to, uh, to describe it, excuse me, if this is a little bit nerdy, but when I was young, there were these video games called civilization and you'd like start and the whole map would be like, you can see anything. And then you like move your little pieces out. And the more you moved it out, the more of the map you got to see. And that's how I'm feeling about New York right now is I'm starting to really connect some dots. And it's really bringing the city alive for me in a way that it wasn't before. Like I really felt like I kind of was in a few bubbles here in New York City. And the more I'm walking in between places, the more that I'm meeting different people in different neighborhoods, going to see friends who, and that's the other part of it. Like for me, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk to a friend I haven't talked to in a long time. And then I'll just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to walk over to your house and we can hang out. It's this reconnection that's really valuable to me because that's mm-hmm. that brings me this phrase that, and again, I, I get it. Like part of this is I'm living off of hard boiled eggs a lot of the time. <laughs> so I've made, you know, I've made some budgeting choices here, but it, but it is still a privilege to be able to take this much time to do things, to travel, to get around like that. Mm-hmm. But basically when I made those calculations, I came up with this phrase that I've been using, which is I'm a time millionaire. Okay. You know, my, my bank account isn't, it's not like, like listen, I'm not walking to Nobu. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm trying to find a place with a good chopped cheese, but like I value my time and to allow myself to have that much free time is worth more to me than trying to spend those hours working. Don't get me wrong. Rent's still expensive. I'm right, still yeah. trying to hustle and stuff, but yeah. you know, trying to find that time to, to enjoy the city that is New York. And that's the other thing you find. I know I mentioned it for the third time now, Staten Island ferries free, but there are all <laughs> these museums that are such a low, like you can go walk around in them and it's either a low cover or a suggested cover. The parks in New York city are just incredible. Like, the amenities that this city has to offer that to be honest, like no offense to any city workers out there, but I'm like, I feel like they could be better advertised. Like it's at this point, it's at least a few times a month. I'll discover something where I'm like, I didn't even know this was here. Mm -hmm. And like, you will all of a sudden be in the, like one of the more beautiful parts of the city. Yes. Okay. So you've talked about the solitary aspects of walking. Um, And then here's another thing that is a bit of a deterrent for me when it comes to walking with people. Cause you know, sometimes people are like, you know, from the apps and dating apps, right. They're like, maybe we can go for a walk. And I'm like, no, one, because I feel like that's really cheap. You know, no disrespect, but, you know, like I, I'm worth at least like a meal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. uh, number two, there's also a little bit of a shame uh, factor for me. It's like I don't want someone to see how out of shape I am. Because like if we're trying to like walk and then talk and then I start huffing and puffing after like 15, 30 minutes or some shit, then I'm like super embarrassed. And I'm just like, well, that's not sexy. That's not attractive. <laughs> I can't even fucking, you know, walk <laughs> um, <laughs> around, you know, for for longer than in 30 minutes without feeling like oh shit let me go sit down somewhere you know like I don't I th- so I get embarrassed at the possibility and it's like well if I walked more I would not be so embarrassed I would be more active and blah 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 and like it goes on this really interesting little like shame spiral about body and movement and all this kind of stuff so then I just get caught up and I'm like well no, I'm not doing that. Um, and then also, again, the safety stuff. So when someone's like, oh, do you want to go for a hike? Uh, no, you're not going to kill me and toss me off the edge of a fucking cliff. You're not going to stuff me into one of these raggedy ass prospect park 
bushes so somebody's gonna find me when their little raggedy ass poodle comes sniffing around like I'm sorry. No, <laughs> you're trying not to. You're trying not to start in a Law and Order episode, and I respect it. Yes, and these are all the things that I feel like I have to think about as a woman, as just a, a person. Period. Like I just don't understand how people are like, "Yes, stranger, I want to go on this hike with you." You know, miles away from civilization, and hopefully you won't let me fall off the side of this mountain. No, well, let's listen. Let's. Talk, I feel like there's a few things in here that we can talk about, and I like how this is turning into. This is. An, I'm not going to talk about this. Is I'm. I'm turning this around. This is a TED talk for one. It is a pitch. It is a pitch to Nicole. Again, I want to be very clear. Not all of these. These many fears are very valid. Yes. And that's called survival. Yes. Thank and you. The, and the world is a cruel, terrible place. Yes. Thank I'm you. with you 100. percent I don't. I don't mean to make this a therapy session. My point no, in no, bringing, I'm in. My point in bringing all this up is how does the dynamic change for you once you invite people to go with you on these walks? Because you also have a newsletter where you talk to people and you're while well, y'all are walking and y'all are just you know talking, shooting a breeze, and discovering things about each other and yourselves. So again, I don't want to pull focus and make this about my slightly irrational but still logical fears. Um, how does the dynamic of walking change once you add someone into the mix? No, and so I'm, I will answer that question, but I'm, I'm getting into this okay. other part too because right. I really I find it fascinating. <laughs> um, I, I do again, kind of getting back to Garnett's thing, which is moving through the world at a human pace, right? And he's a big believer in that. That doesn't mean the physical act of walking as one might describe it. He thinks that that this is something that is available to everyone. Moving through the world at a human pace is really moving through the world at your pace. And so this is where you're at right now with your pace, right? This is where you want to be. And that's like a beautiful thing. It's just really about being mindful, whether, you know, if, if it does come through the form of walking or really if it's just even in your apartment or it's just different ways that you can be aware, taking the time to breathe, taking the time to try and release yourself from distractions, allowing yourself to use your own metaphor that you just said to like sift through the flower of the thoughts of your mind, whatever helps you do that, right? That's one thing that I wanted to like kind of mention and focus on. The next thing is another person that I went on a walk with is this wonderful writer and another wonderful walker, Robert Moore. And he made a very big distinction to me that I think is important with what we're talking about right now, which is the difference between a walk and the difference between a hike. Mm-hmm. So don't forget, I also was like, I don't like gear. Mm-hmm. You know, a hike, that's gear. Mm-hmm. You got to get those boots. You got to get a little walking stick. Maybe you got a tent or something. So I hear, I can understand, you know, there's all sorts of terrible, tough stories. You yeah. know, let me tell you, national parks, they sell books. They're literally in the guest shops. It's like deaths at Yosemite. Anyhow, that's a whole other story. Okay, but I get it. I, I'm going to say that. We don't need to jump to to all of a sudden, you know, you're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. We can take it easy. We don't have to jump even straight to heights. We don't even need to go upstate, right? We're talking, yeah. we're talking walks. So with walks, it is really about you don't have to bring anything. It's about you getting out the front door, right? It's about, you know, all right, well, what about this? What about that? especially in a date scenario, I hear you 100%. Mm-hmm. That's even lower stakes. What if the person's just boring? You don't yes. want to get stuck in a bad conversation for 45 minutes with nothing to do, nothing to distract yourself. I hear you 100%. Early on in my walking, 20,000 steps, I was looking to kill time, don't get me wrong, but I'm still a person who enjoys a, a beer every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So that's another, like, that's a thing that's nice, that's different from a hike, right? A hike, you're out there, you got your Nalgene bottle, you got whatever you, you brought with you, right? Yeah. A walk through the city, like, 
pick a place that you really like, you know, Mm -hmm. look it up. And that's where you can kind of start. Just be like, okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to have my drink and come home. That counts in my mind, at least that's a walk. It may be not a first date, right? You don't want to get stuck with a total stranger, but if you got somebody you like, I can see a world in which you basically walk from a, a few different locations that gives you that time to stop. That gives you that time to rest up get some water, Mm. maybe have a little bit of food. You can kind of break it up in that way. Uh, So that's my pitch to you. That's the TED Talk part of it. Now to answer the question, what do I I love about walking with people? And and I really do appreciate you bringing up the newsletter. I I wasn't even going to mention it. But so, yeah, I run this little newsletter. It's free. It's for all the people. Uh, It's called Walk It Off. That's probably why I have trouble still paying my bills. But that's a problem (laughs) for a different time. But it's called Walk It Off. The idea behind it was it, it was built on this whole like love affair I was having with walking and with New York City. So I decided to start trying to discover things, look things up, and then I would walk to them and like describe their weird background. And it started with, I went out walking Greenwood Cemetery, which is this very beautiful walk you can do in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And there was a giant, just maybe what I would call the sexiest bear statue i'd ever seen i know it's an interesting (laughs) phrase (laughs) but listen and all right now i now it's gonna sound weirder because i gotta say the next part which is on top of a grave but (laughs) it's uh, fine it's fine i i understand but anyways i looked up the history of it and it was fascinating so i decided i wanted to write about it and so i'd find these different statues or different weird things about new york city and i'd write a little bit about it then i started realizing what i really want to do is take friends out and Mm. and talk to them about it and what i love about it is when you're walking with somebody, you know, it gives you something to do that's not just sitting there looking directly at each other, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. talking. Oftentimes you're looking at where you're going, right? So it's like you're even looking back and forth at each other. It's almost like it's a higher level of participation, mm-hmm. which is to say, I can often say sometimes when you're just in a conversation, it's easy to start thinking about what you're going to say next. Right. The best way to describe it for me is when you're in a walking conversation, it just really does tend to flow. Uh It really does tend to have even more of a rhythm to it, a pace to it. You kind of fall in lockstep with one another. And I find that to lead to some very beautiful conversations. I find that to lead to some very surprising places in conversations. You also then are experiencing the same thing at Uh the same time. Uh You and I are walking together, right? All of a sudden, not on the bridge, let's say. Right. Let's yes. say, yeah, no, we're staying away from the bridges. But, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're going to see, you're going to, oh, hey, did you, like, whether it's an outfit or just something, you know, maybe a raccoon press crosses our path. Who knows? But, you know, we're going to experience it together. And there's just something about that that I find interesting. Right. Okay. I can, I can understand that. Um, so how has your love of walking affected the way you approach the world, like, away from walking like has it affected how you write has it affected how you communicate with other people who are not necessarily walking with you but still like in your life how how has it benefited you in other places i really think it's how it's changed my relationship to time you know as i said earlier i worked for the internet but that just meant i just emails constant communication mm-hmm. constant to-do list that never ends constant feeling of anxiety of what's coming next? What do I need to take care of? What's going on? 
And like I said, really finding my own self-identity in that rush of things, in that constant movement. Mm -hmm. Walking really slowed things down for me. And again, let's be honest, I'm also getting older. Maybe some other things are just naturally slowing (laughs) things down for me. But walking really slowed things down for me to the point where I really think it's changed how I view time, how much I value time, how... The fact of the matter is, is, you know, everybody has 24 hours in the day, right? We all have 24 hours a day. There's that very famous statement, like you and Beyonce have the same number of hours in the day together, right? Which always made me feel tough about myself. But Beyonce also has like multiple teams of people. Absolutely (laughs) correct. But to that point, my hours now do feel longer, even when I'm not walking. And I think that some of that is the piece that comes from like putting my phone down for those hours that I'm out there really understanding that, hey, if I don't get back to that person, it's probably not going to, things aren't all going to collapse. It's okay to step away for a little bit and then come back to things with kind of a, a renewed sense of of clarity because of the way that it, it changes my thinking and, and I'm able to kind of track those things down. The other way I will say is like, it wasn't my reason for it, but it does just make me feel better. Mm-hmm. My real, my real reasons originally were like exploration, you know, wanting to just go out into the world and experience New York City. But then I have now found that when I don't, on days that I don't walk, I feel it. I feel that itchy brain coming back. I feel, you know, if I don't walk for even two days, then I start to get real and I'll be in a bad mood. And it's so interesting how easily we can forget it, right? It's almost like not taking your medication. You don't take your medication and all of a sudden you're like, why am I feeling like this? And then like, you're like, oh, right. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. Right. So like in this case for me, I'll be like two days. I'll be like, why am I grumpy? And it's like, oh, it's because I didn't take that time. But as the world opens up, you know, again, I know we're in year two of whatever you want to call this yeah. wild last couple of years we've had, but things are coming back. It feels like, and there's more people asking for attention or looking to do things. And, and for me, one of the things as we move forward that, is incredibly important to me is I'm going to try and make sure that I do protect my walking time mm. because it's, it's given me so much. That sounds beautiful. I'm not, I'm not anti-walking. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just very pro Nicole safety. Yeah, no. And everyone's listen. And that is, I wish the world was a better place because that, <laughs> but that is absolutely, there are real concerns with it a hundred percent. And again, I, I feel like I keep pointing to it. We get into that a lot in that talk that I did with Garnett. So maybe I'll send you that link or something yeah. so that you can share it. It's a complicated subject. There's yeah. a lot there. Yeah. But if there's a, a level that you feel comfortable with, no matter what that level is, I highly encourage everyone to take the time because it just feels really, really good. Now I'm going to bully you. You have to take me on a walk. Yes. Uh, but, you know, like, we're not going to do no 10 mile shit. Like, I just I just know that that's not going to that's not going to happen. But I also uh, I want to bring my camera or, you know, some of my cameras, because I also realize that I don't really know the city. Right. I just I go to my respective workplaces um, go to a happy hour or drinks with my friends, shop, and then be home. And so I have not taken the time to really explore New York, and I would like to do that. But really, I also want to flex my photography muscles um, because they're they are long dormant, and I need to like remember how to take pictures um, and like snap stuff. Uh, anyway, so we have to figure out something. You know, you've got a book that's about to come out, so your schedule is about to get wild but i do think maybe i am willing to go on a walk yes <laughs> yes okay listen i'm not gonna get too excited 
But I'm telling you, the photography angle is so key. Listen, if you want to take photos, I am out here like a dad on a tourist trip with my <laughs> iPhone a lot of the time. I am sna- like, it is, it's such a beautiful way. And I guarantee if you get out here with a camera, it's such a beautiful way to explore the city. And then that's the way you look at it, right? It's right. not a long walk. Yes. You're just you're just going to find your photos. All right. We can trick my brain. Um, <laughs> Isaac, where can our listeners find you online? Uh, so they can follow me on Twitter, uh, which is just my name, Isaac Fitzgerald, at Isaac Fitzgerald. They can follow me on Instagram at Isaac Fitzgerald. If any of this sounded interesting to them or they want to talk more about walking, the best place is to go to walkitoff.substack.com and it's all free of charge. That's all very important to me. Uh, and they can, they can read through the archives there, but I also have little participatory things where I ask people maybe about their walks that week and stuff and people contribute things that they saw. I just appreciate it. And, and the more I hear from people, the better I feel. So there's also just my website, which is just isaacfitzgerald.net. Thank you. And what is the name of your book that is coming out this year? Oh, come on. Now you're now it's over. The whole I'm like, I'm out here trying to be like, I'm just a man of the road. <laughs> I just live in the woods off of berries and sticks. And, and you're like, all right, but it's for real. How are you making any money? All right. This is the book. It's called Dirtbag comma Massachusetts. That's because I grew up in a town. I grew up in many places, but one of the towns was a place called Athol, Massachusetts. I'll give you one guess what everybody else in the state called us. Uh-huh. Uh, but you can't call a book Asshole Massachusetts, it turns out. Right. So the book is called Dirtbag Massachusetts. It's a memoir about my childhood and then how I dealt with that different childhood in a lot of weird ways. All right. Um, and I have heard some interesting stories. Um <laughs> some but uh, thank you so much Isaac (laughs) so Isaac we have talked about walking but now it's the time of the episode where we get to the indulgence which is something that our listeners can enjoy shame and guilt free without any like confusion about the joy and pleasure that it could bring. Okay. And so you were kind enough to bring an indulgence for us today. What is the indulgence? What are you recommending? Okay. So let me tell you, I thought about this. Uh, A lot of the things that I indulge with have to do with food and drink. We already mentioned a lot of my walking. Sometimes I, you know, I love to stop and get a beer or help a local business. So I've kind of been on a hunt on a lot of these walks for like that perfect sandwich. And New York is like a real perfect place to do that. We've got so many different delis and bodegas that will just stack it up with all the meats. So I was feeling that, but then I realized the real honesty, and this might be, I'm just putting a little bit of this out into the universe too, because it's March starting to warm up a little bit. I realized the thing that I was really loving that I've really been missing the indulgence. That's, that's always been so sweet for me all my life ice cream like sunday or one of those big waffle cones and that's i was just starting to get get into that pro walking world where i could be out there with an ice cream on my walk you know i it used to be like oh no a 99 cent cone oh no 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 i, I spring for it now it's like 250 just for the cone it's ridiculous but one of those big waffle cones where you're just out there you feel like you're holding a baseball bat it's just piled with ice cream and just like a spring or summer day with like a giant ice cream cone. That's what I'm loving out of life right now. Uh, that sounds delicious. Do you have a favorite ice cream flavor? Um, yes. I don't like Rocky Road because I don't like the marshmallows, but I like a chocolate vanilla swirl thing that has chocolate covered peanuts in it. 
Mm. And then you add a little extra chocolate syrup because I love chocolate. But I also need the I need to cut it with the vanilla. I don't I don't know. It just it's that's really good. But I also like a nice lemon gelato ice, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like it's so bright, you know, like it just tastes like everything is okay. <laughs> and it does. It tastes like sunshine. It, it tastes yes. like the bright color that it is. And that's the beauty of it too. I guess that, that's a perfect way to say it. That's why I'm getting into too. Like even a water ice or an Italian ice or an ice cream, just those, those rich desserts of summer. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm excited mm-hmm. about. Especially if you're buying it, like, you know, from a truck or from something, it's like, it's getting on your hands a little bit, but just like, I'm so looking for like a slushy, like a good, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting. You say water ice. Is that, is that, that's how people from Philly say, yeah, ice. I like, uh, in the South, I think we call them, uh, old school, old school Southern term is a hucklebuck. Um, and then also a Mr. Icy or shaved ice, uh, those are really good. No, it's shaved ice, but what is a, a, a what now? What was it again? <laughs> a hucklebuck. Oh, yeah, the old hucklebuck. <laughs> it ha- but it has, it's, it's a very specific thing. It's ice, it's shaved ice, packed down. It's in a styrofoam cup, right? And it's filled all the way up to the styrofoam, right? And then you kind of, Eating the styrofoam as you eat the ice. <laughs> I want a hucklebuck now. Are you, listen, just between you and me, are you allowed to put like a little extra something in your hucklebuck? Like, can you uh, get it with a little? No, but okay. no, no hard hucklebucks. <laughs> I think that's when we get into the daiquiri side of things. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Look, Isaac, that's just called a nice drink. <laughs> yeah. But it's possible, but it's possible, I'm sure. But obviously, that's not what we kids were having. Um, So, Isaac, your indulgence for the day is a nice, frosty, frozen ice cream or icy treat of the spring and summer. That's right. To get the, I don't know, spirit feeling young and free. Yeah, sitting outside, sitting on a bench. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. I feel like we can we can all start enjoying that again now, hopefully. This has been your indulgence. You have been absolved. This is Good For You. It's hosted by me, Nicole Perkins, and produced by Multitude. Our lead producer is Eric Silver. Our editor is Misha Stanton. And our executive producers are Amanda McLaughlin and me. Our theme was created by Don Will, and our art is by Jessica E. Boyd. You can follow the show at This Is Good Pod, and you can follow me at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N, whiskey with an E, woman. And a huge, huge thank you to everyone who supports the show on Patreon, especially to our supporting producer-level patrons, Chelsea, Conchetta, Courtney, Elizabeth, and Mira. To get exclusive rewards like stickers, monthly playlists curated by me, and even custom drabbles written just for you, join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash thisisgoodpod. This was good for me. Was it good for you?